RNMD is a show about hospital relationships from the perspective of doctors and nurses. You're very smart, and we know that you would never come to a podcast for medical advice. So obviously, call your non-podcasting doctor and nurse team if you need any medical care. Oh, and we should also mention that we don't represent any hospital at all, ever. Okay, start the thing. And welcome to another episode of RNMD, a show about doctors and nurses working together in this mad world of medicine. Today, one of my very favorite people, Dr. Sherlene Abwabi, is joining us. Uh, again, this is her second appearance. I'm so lucky that she agreed to come back. Um, we have the best conversations. If she had time to be a co-host, this would be <laughs> this would be it, you guys, because she is unbelievably fun to talk to, really smart, really insightful. She's also so creative. I love talking to her about her drawings, her art. Um, we got into it about just about everything. I mean, this conversation started obviously as the topic, um, the med storm, med Twitter storm around the tweet that was requesting to be called a doctor instead of a provider. And then, you know, everyone took arms against each other and, and started fighting. Um, you know, Charlene just has this great way of being really objective and seeing the bigger picture, which is the point. Obviously, if you're here, you, you probably think something similar is that while we might be annoyed with each other, sometimes overall, we need to join forces and, um, band together. Right. Um, but beyond that, I mean, her and I just had this great chat about all sorts of things. She got into cardiology fellowship. Congrats. Oh my gosh. Especially during COVID. What an amazing accomplishment. She has an amazing graphic medicine account. Not only are her drawings great, the words and the message behind it are really thoughtful, really insightful, and um, they're one of my favorite things to to look for. So you can follow her on Instagram and Twitter at ShirleyWorldMD. Um, and if you want to support her, she has a Patreon, check out the link in her bio. There's tons of ways to support her when she opens up, uh, her art for commissions. Again, I personally, uh, commissioned her for a drawing of myself. It was amazing. I actually might use it as an avatar at some point for everyone asking about an update on my foot. Um, my foot, there's not really much of an update as of right now. I will update you, um, I'm still non-weight bearing. I got the okay to do to start physical therapy. Hopefully, I I can get that um, this week. And uh, the wound is is having trouble, which was expected an expected complication um, because there's poor perfusion to the back of the foot, and I had such a large, very large laceration. So I'm okay. Everything is going to be okay. It's just moving a little bit slower than I would prefer because I'm super impatient. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for all of your support. Um, please, please, please like, subscribe. Um, it helps us so much. Okay, without further ado, here we go. Hi. Hi. 
you? <laughs> I'm good. How about you? Good, good. What's going on? I mean, I feel like it's been a long time since we've talked. It's just, it's actually not. It's just that so much has been going on. I know, I know. Like the world is constantly on fire, is what it feels like these days. It's just like, ugh. yeah, yeah. Definitely. And then we just have one day of great news. Yeah, I know. That's how I feel too. Once in a while, I'm like, can we just take a break and sort of appreciate things a little bit? And then right. I, I feel like it's it's just not like 2021 is not going to be it either. Like, no, no, <laughs> we no, we like yeah. we've gotten used to doom and gloom. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Anyway, it's nice to talk to you, though. Yeah, it is nice to talk to you again. It's no, it's been a while since our last podcast. Yeah, yeah. So I guess um, the reason why we decided, kind of impromptu, to do this episode was because of that tweet from Doctor Zach, uh-huh. <laughs> Doctor Zach Jones, who said, um, "I have the quote actually here. Let me read it so that we know what we're talking about." Um, Dr. Zach Jones says, after correcting an RN via text, not to refer to myself or colleagues as providers, but rather anesthesiologists, said RN took my comment to administration who then approached the chief of anesthesia. He stood up for his entire department explaining how it's a degradation, period, speak up, period. (laughs) And then med Twitter and Instagram lost their goddamn minds. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Um, so I felt like that it was good for you and I to discuss this specifically because I can kind of see both sides of this argument. And I felt like you were kind of in that realm, too, where like mm-hmm. I like I saw you said, like, you don't really care either way, you know, but you prefer you. You prefer doctor, correct? I mean, I prefer that my that we when talking to patients I am referred to as doctor right right Right. when it comes to interpersonal things if I'm getting a page or a text I really don't care just like my name like Charlene right Uh, if it's between colleagues but if it's to a patient I prefer doctor Um, right which I think is fair I mean right yeah I've never been in a room and been like this is your provider like I've never done that (laughs) Right, exactly. That would just be and awkward. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that the what I so I'm I actually think this debate is kind of it's silly, honestly, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Um mm-hmm. I as you're saying, I can see both sides of it, right? Like in different ways. I've I've seen um the side that says, well, like providers sounds like you're a cog like in a machine or you're providing a service, which you are, but like maybe cl- words like clinician, et cetera, are better. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I, I know I've had Jewish colleagues who like message me in my DMs who are saying, well, there's some like roots of this that are anti-Semitic, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so I, I think I see that side of it. And for me, a lot of the reason why I prefer to be referred to, to, to patients uh, by doctor is because otherwise like nobody assumes I'm a doctor. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that, but then that doesn't become what the debate's about. What it ends up being about right. is about like advanced practice practitioners, right? right. Like, you know, right. um, and that is, it becomes this whole weird embroiled thing. And that's why I messaged you because like, it's one thing if we are just talking about, hey, what do people prefer to be talked about? But like, I like for context, 
I don't get all caught up in my feelings about a lot of things, but like seeing so many like people that I work with just basically like blasting the profession like that. It actually, I, I, I took it personal. I was like, I, my feelings are hurt. Right. Um, and like, that's why I reached out to you. Cause I was just like, I like, there's just so little empathy and I understand it goes both ways, but man. <laughs> yeah. I, so I, I completely understand that feeling. Um, this, like you're saying this topic, different people took it in different directions exactly. and I can see some of the points that are, have been made are valid and some of them aren't in my opinion. Right. And that's why I can mm -hmm. kind of see both sides of this. Um, this NPPA conversation is not new, right? This has been in the making for years. People are upset about it. So mm -hmm. people will try to take topics like this and kind of twist it to their own agenda. Right. And right. like you're saying that and the, where the nurses basically on, I think what you're referring to is on my page, we were kind of crowdsourcing for information and there was doctors and, and PAs and NPs, but mostly nurses talking about this topic. And some of the nurses did have very little empathy. I mean, there was like comments like you knew what you were getting into and things like that. I felt that way when I read the Reddit residency thread about NPs. And it was like, it was like the reverse. It was just trashing nurses and NPs. And I felt the exact same way. I was just so hurt. I was like, I literally took a week off of Instagram and like contemplated my life. I was like, do I want to continue classes to become an NP if I'm going to be going into these working environments where people feel they're deep down. This is really how they feel, you know? And I had to do some soul searching right. and, and, and realize too, that not everybody feels this way. These are loud people on the internet too. Right. Right. It's also Reddit, which I yeah. stopped posting my comics on Reddit because of that very reason. I was like, uh, -uh. <laughs> it's, it's a different environment. <laughs> it's garbage. Yeah. No, it's a wild place. This is yeah. a total aside too. It's like, I think I, I was on COVID ICU nights once and I posted a video of my cat who like greets me at the door. And because mm -hmm. I wasn't around very much, my cat was very excited about bounding to the door to me. And I posted, I was like, ah, coming back. And I said that I was like coming off of a COVID night. And I got like, so most of it was very positive and sweet. And there were so many people being like, why are you mentioning that you're coming off of a COVID night flu? You're just farming for karma. You're just trying to get attention. You just started, I was like, no, that's just literally what I was doing. Right? I was like, I was like guys, karma's not real. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, so that's, uh, that's like, oh my God, yeah. that place. It's toxic. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's, uh, it's, but, but back to, yes, exactly. No, and I completely, I, cause I see that all the time too, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and I like very purposely, I like a little while ago, I actually just put it on my Instagram. I was like, stop messaging me about this yeah right stop right. asking me for opinions on like what do I think about things like scope creep or whatever mm -hmm. like the answer is I want whatever is best for patients and that's right. patients access to care right and I don't care like because so many of these arguments end up being in my humble opinion at the end of the day more about like personal ego mm -hmm. right and right. like from the MDDO side, right? Like, cause I think there's like, there's a fine, there's a great, there's like a fine medium, like opinion that I think is like, I barely see expressed, mm -hmm. right? 
Because I can see both ends of it, right? Mm -hmm. I like, and I think I said this to you in my message, which is that like I think that um, NPs, APPs provide like some incredible, excellent care, right? There's like Mm -hmm. you know, like there's there's gonna be terrible doctors who don't give a shit. Excuse Mm -hmm. my language. Right. No, you can swear. I swear a lot. <laughs> you can swear a lot of the thing. Yeah. Right. And there's going to be incredible MPs who are going to have better outcomes than those doctors. Right. Mm-hmm. I think where I see a lot of the tension comes from the difference in training. Right. Right. Um, and the tension comes from this like idea that like some MPs are like, no, we're equivalent. Right. Mm-hmm. I think there's, and this comes to what you always talk about, which is that we need to organize. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of, of people get upset about that. Right. Because the fact is, like, to be in medical school, like, I can't work and be in medical school at the same time. It's a completely all encompassing, like, like uh, process. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's incredibly expensive. It's very hierarchical. It's like this very, um, and and to get even into it is hard. Like you have to have all this research and grades, et cetera, et cetera. Like, and then you get in and then you have to do the same thing over again. And you go into residency and you're helpless. Mm-hmm. Right. And I see like MDs, DOs, like going through this process and the NP process is shorter. Most Mm -hmm. people do bedside nursing first, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But it's possible to like, a lot of us will know like some of our nurses and some of my friends who are like doing NP school while still working full-time as nurses, Mm -hmm. right? And then getting kind of like into like NP school and then proceeding to have much better lifestyles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the question becomes, okay, if we're the exact same, then why did we put ourselves through MDDO school, right? Or like external ex- medical school training. If we're the same, then why is our training like more rigorous? And I don't think it's controversial to say, or it should be controversial to say it's more rigorous, right? But it is for some reason. And I think that's where the, like the tension begins, right? right. Yeah. So... So this this idea of the NP or the PA, I always say NP, and so I'm very sorry to the PAs who are listening because I always say NP just because I know that track, right? I've taken those right. classes, but I'm talking about APPs, you know, advanced best practice providers. Provider. We're going to use the P word, right, right? Right? Yeah, exactly. Which is yeah, a whole nother thing. Um, oh my god. Yeah, but so. Okay, and I mean, I I want to I want to be clear. My Instagram is certainly not a scientific study, right? I know that. I know that like the information I got isn't like peer reviewed, right? Um, right? But I have a lot of nurses that engage in these conversations that we have, and mm-hmm. we we talked about this. We said, do you do you think you're the same? Hey, NPs, do you think you have the equivalency? Do you think that you could run? Um, a unit and be in charge of doctors, which is, you know, the fear of, of some, some people were like uh, an NP maybe works in a critical care unit and then is in, in charge, quote unquote, uh, in charge of an intern or whatever it is. The right. nurses almost a hundred percent. I mean, it was like 98% by and large were like, no, they're not the same. Obviously they're not the same. Is right. an NP able to be trained in a specialty and be very proficient at it yes yes are they a team member yes you know and yeah and most people know that distinction and if I'm being honest this is just my personal opinion I think Mm -hmm. that idea that we're the same or exactly the same as a doctor that's coming from lobbyists that's coming Mm. from the lobbying machine which is you know the uh 
AANP, you know, and there's also this physicians, PPP, physicians protecting patients, which Mm -hmm. also blasts this message. It's both of these things blasting this message that there are people out there that believe this, that we're the same. And there's people out there with a NP doing brain surgery or whatever. And you can find (laughs) these like really specific examples and like, right. I feel like we as a whole nursing just needs to be like, well, that's not okay. Like, you know, if we did that, then it would be, it would support this idea more that like, we're not gunning for your jobs. Like we're more more than anything. Nursing is just trying to get away from the bedside because they've made it so miserable. Nobody wants to do that job. Yeah, no, (laughs) and and it's, it's true. Like I, and that's, that's the thing is that um, I think that, one of the problems with this whole debate, right, is that it becomes focused more on the outrage than more than it does on the reality. Definitely. Right. So people get really caught up. I mean, I think that in general, like my page is probably similar to yours, right? People come to us like for come to our little communities. Yeah. (laughs) Like for, because they're like-minded and they like the vibe, et cetera, et cetera. So it's generally peaceful. Right. Right. Um, and I think that, like, you can find pockets in different places where um, uh, it's not peaceful and it's more yeah. about being angry. And I agree right. with you 100%. I think this is a lobbyist. This is above us. Right. 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 <laughs> because at the end of the day, like, and that's, this is why this whole conversation always like, kind of upsets me because I'm just like, guys, we're all kind of in this together. Right. Like, we're all getting screwed. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, all, like, we are all trying our best. Why are we fighting? It's true. Like, yeah. why are we, like, like this infighting is, because I'm just thinking, like, I'm, I'm going into cardiology, right? Mm-hmm. And the, there are, at my institution, there are some amazing NPs and PAs who, like, know their shit, right? Mm-hmm. Like, one of them gave up an ECMO lecture at a conference recently, and I was just like, Wow. This is I'm making a sign like I'm taking notes, right? Like and I was like, yeah, this is yeah. so great. Like and because you know, because um like this person who's an ECMO PA like is like hyper focused on this thing that exactly. he's incredibly good at and like can teach right. me about. Like and yeah, and I think that's what it should be about, right? Like mm-hmm. um and I think that instead, so um you talked a little bit about the nursing side of the lobbyists. I think on the doctor side, what ends up happening, like the the question that like I I ask when I see people get very fired up about this is mm-hmm. why did you become a doctor? Right? Right. And did you become a doctor because you wanted the prestige of mm-hmm. being a doctor and you wanted to be the leader in a team and boss people around and you feel threatened because you think that someone else is going to take that from you? Right. Like, is that why? Is yeah. that why you're so, cause like, like it's, it's so visceral for you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because for me, I'm like, this doesn't affect my life. Right? <laughs> like, like, at least right now it doesn't like, it doesn't like, you know, and at the end of the day, like what would affect my life is like, say having residents unionize. Right. Like I've been thinking right. a lot about, um, uh, about how I want, I'm, I mean, I'm going into cardiology and I, want it's which is a male dominated field right like and um uh has is typical typically like like the cardiologists work some pretty crazy hours right Mm -hmm. and i've been thinking recently about how like i am like how am i gonna have a family be a cardiologist and like write and draw and do all the stuff that i like love to do to maintain myself 
and how like that should never that, the fact that that's even like, a question that I have to mm-hmm. think I have to choose between them is just mm-hmm. like evidence that we haven't advocated for ourselves well enough you know like absolutely yeah well okay and so this is also you you're bringing up a good point too about like with the ego so this is where I start to get a little confused because I mean, and not confused. That's not the right word. I start to um, sort of relate a little bit more to asking for a title because, okay, Zach Jones is a white man, right? In a profession that's a white male's profession traditionally, right? So to me, I think a lot of people, when they saw him asking for the title, like like you're saying, is that ego-driven? Probably, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Probably. Um, is he assumed to not be the doctor regularly? I doubt it. You know, I don't know him, but, but I doubt that. But then I did mm-hmm. see arguments from other doctors saying, I walk in the room and no one assumes that I'm the doctor. So I do need the title and I did earn the title, you know, and that's to me not ego driven, right? That's just proper and professional and asking to be called what you earned. Right. <laughs> and I do the same thing. I, I was called right. a tech um, when I was, I looked a lot younger, you know, and I was working at a different hospital and in deep down inside, I didn't love that. I'll be honest with you. And it wasn't ego. It was just like, I'm a nurse. I'm proud of mm-hmm. being a nurse and I want to be called nurse, you know? Um, and right. so, uh, right. y- you know, I can sort of see both sides of that. I think if he specifically hadn't made that tweet, people wouldn't have had such a reaction to it too. And I, I also think it's, it's the context of like where, like if did he, did the nurse tell the patient? Cause it, I think what the setup was that it was in a text or something. It was a text to his service, which again, yeah. Like you're being asked on the text to the provide, like even see, look, I just said to the providers, right. I use it as a catch all when I'm speaking about anybody who can write an order for me. I don't really tell the right, patient. Exactly. Like a clinician in general. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if clinician is better, which I heard from a lot of very reasonable doctors reached out and said, listen, maybe clinician's a better word. So let's use that. Sounds fine. <laughs> Squash. We did it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I exactly, exactly. It's like, I, I'm, I'm on team call people what they want to be called. I think like, I think you're right though. Right. Like the, um, like I, I, I pick and choose, I'll, honestly, I'll pick it. I pick and choose a little bit depending on the patient and like my rapport with the patient, whether they call me Dr. Obovi or whether they call me Charlene. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, what it's like, it's for that reason, like I, the, my, I'm highly, hardly ever assumed to be the doctor. Right. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, sometimes like in my interactions with like RT and nursing, et cetera, like if I don't like assert myself as I'm the physician and I'm putting in this order, sometimes like I get stepped on. Right. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I drew a comic about it a little a while ago where I was like, I had to go fetch one of my white male colleagues to just say exactly what I had, like the orders I had put in, right. Which right. were the appropriate ones before they could be carried out. And that's just like, and I've been pushed out of the way before when I'm trying to tell, it's like maybe RT's there and I'm like, please put BiPAP on. And someone pushes me out of the way and says, no, put a non-rebreather on. And I'm like, mm, you know, I don't, yeah. so I'm not pulling it to be, a jerk I'm pulling it right. because I'm like okay this patient needs this right now and for some reason you've decided not that I'm like not to listen to me even though I've explained to you right like I because right. I, I don't yeah. think that my word should be law or something right 
but if if we're in that situation like yeah <laughs> like, uh, i'll pull that card um but i but i i i think that um and and it's just that you know like i'm a black woman it happens more often to me it's like not even about my feelings being hurt exactly or like i just am like i it's a faster way to get to it um my mom is a neonatologist herself and she said that she told me once that one of her I think it was one of her NPs actually told her that like, hey, you need to like wear your white coat <laughs> um, because otherwise no, none of the patients, all the patients say they haven't seen a doctor. So when we're talking about those situations, I can completely understand why you would want to be called your title. That that make, That's not ego driven. That's different. You know, I, I'll be honest. It just feels asinine to me. It just does. Right. Um, I don't know whether what it necessarily accomplishes to get caught up on terms. Like, mm-hmm. this is just my personal opinion, mm-hmm. right? Um, mm-hmm. I think that, like, what this whole quote-unquote debate has just shown me is that we all, like, need to appreciate what everybody else does in the hospital, right? Like, yeah. I, I always joke with friends who are nurses. I'm like, especially we're, like, at the bedside nurses. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I couldn't do what you're doing right now, right? Because you have to be incredibly organized, right? Like, you have to be able to know, like, what needs to happen when, you need to be keep an eye on three or four to or five sometimes if the staffing is like terrible patients, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, like yeah. you're doing on top of the like medical at the time, their personality, sometimes they're unsafe. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, there's, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that make nurses jobs incredibly difficult and like the underappreciation, the like underpay, like all that is real. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just going to say I feel the same way about you guys. I mean, I I felt right. a little bit more maybe with this like bad attitude um, maybe mm-hmm. earlier in my career. Like, what mm-hmm. do the doctors even do? You know, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I want to be open and honest that I did feel that way. And that's why eventually mm-hmm. I started this project, because once I, I gained some friends that were doctors, you know, um, like I, I'm talking to right. Dan about how many hours he worked, 90 hours last week, and he's getting paid less than minimum wage and he's covering 40 patients and no one is really supporting him or, you know, he, he's exhausted. He comes home, then he has to study for boards and then he's applying to fellowship. I mean, and then it's like, I guess that's the whole point of this project is to say like, we are all getting screwed, but <laughs> we yeah. are all getting screwed. So let's all right. get together and say like, we're not going to do this anymore. <laughs> right. Exactly. I actually sometimes think that like, what would be really beneficial is if we could shadow each other for a little bit. Yeah. I have like a, I think what happened is I had this one day when I, I I was a little bit chill in the ICU and I just hung out with one of my nurses. Yeah. And she she like and she like I, I put it in order for something and she had to crush it up to put it uh-huh. into the NG. And I was like, I should have just given that to you, Ivy. <laughs> like, I was like, oh. And oh, I sorry. Like, oh. <laughs> like, I was like, I didn't realize that like the process of you know, like from, I, I, I just clicked a button and I was like, mm, let me go for this. Right. Like, sure, yeah, whatever. Yeah. like would equal like 200 extra minutes of like work for you. Right. Right. Um, right. You know, and, or that like, say, I, I mean, I think that, like that, that whole experience I had, like, there was like a patient who was, I hate to use the word difficult. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I actually think it's not like a fair word most of the time, but sometimes there are people who are like a little mm-hmm. more dangerous, right? Like mm-hmm. if you were rude and, you know, sure. um, and uh, like I, before I had had that experience where I was like with 
uh, what advice, nurses for like an extended period, um, I would get super annoyed when I got would get like paged over and over to like come talk to a patient who was very demanding, right? right. But then when I had to like actually be there and be like, oh, like this person's pressing their call light like every Constantly. five minutes, and you have to yeah. go respond to it, right? Like yeah. you can't ignore it, right? Right. <laughs> like, right? It's the same for us, right? Exactly. So. I think that is, sometimes I feel like that is necessary, that we should switch so that exactly, if I had someone come and sit with me, right, mm-hmm. when I'm cross-covering on 60 patients or like I'm getting right. like, you know, um, uh, I'm getting signed out on all of these patients, I have to cover them all, right? Mm-hmm. Then like maybe like the, they'll realize like, oh, like when you like page me for something that I, is quote unquote, like not urgent. Right. right. Maybe I'm not ignoring wait. you. Right? right. Like it's just that I'm at an RT <laughs> right. know, or I'm admitting someone or like I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like I, I just got this patient. So I'm trying to figure out whether I could even give it to them, you know. So I think right. that is the kind of like I sometimes think that that could be helpful. I know? agree. Yeah, I completely agree. I know some residencies or is it med schools? I think it's, there are some med schools that they do that. Okay. They have the doctor or the you know future doctor shadow um, nursing. And I think that's a great idea. The only problem is I feel like as a med student, Oh, you don't recognize it as a med student. (laughs) Yeah. You don't see the workflow yet. Right. You don't really Mm -hmm. understand how it affects. And, and the problem is we're all so busy, right? Like I've, I've had this, you know, fantasy where like I go in and I, I take it to my hospital administration that like, we're all going to like, you know, swap jobs, you know, and like shadow each other. And we're going to like, and it'll make our, ultimately the goal would be to make our workflow better and better for the patient. Right. right? That's the goal. Um, but Mm -hmm. I know that not only would administration push back on that, I know that a lot of the nurses would push back on that. I mean, they would say like, why do I need to do that? Mm. This is, doesn't matter for my job. You know, we're too busy. Um, so it's like, Sometimes I wonder how much of this can be changed, too. You know, I mean, it's cultural. Some of it is like stick to your department. I'll stick to mine. Right. And I mean, and I, I wonder if it doesn't have to necessarily be like a you go shadow. I feel like it could be accomplished through videos like to be sure. like, this is what an hour look is like. Yeah. Like, right. Or like, yeah, you know, um, or like. Right. Like even like we do all these orientations and we do all this stuff that like doesn't actually matter. But if we were like, this is what your case manager has to do. Right. right. When right. you come to them and order this thing. Right. And this yeah. is what your like social worker has to do. Right. right. Like um, yeah. it could help us gain a lot more appreciation for like if we were just like this is like from patient admission to discharge, like all the stuff that has to be done. Right. Definitely. Um, yeah. That you don't, you know, I wonder. And I mean, also podcasts like this where we just actually talk to each other. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. Um, I, I have this project I've been working on. This is the first mm-hmm. time I'm actually going to mention it and I'll mention it to you Ooh. because you, you've been in the same boat. Um, uh-huh. so I'm actually working on like a small, like coffee table book for oh. as like maybe like an intern mm-hmm. gift or something. Um, a lot of my doctors come in and they have moms who are nurses. A lot of them like that's their experience with healthcare. Mm-hmm. So I thought it'd be so cute if like you could buy like this little book, like this is like, here's something that will help you with your interactions with nursing. Like, you know, if, if you put in 
um, three in order for three units of blood all at the same time. Like that, that's going to make my right. job very difficult. I can't give them all at the same right. time. You got to space them out three hours apart, you know, like simple things, <laughs> really yeah, basic I love stuff, that. you know, <laughs> you know, I like, right. and, and like with fun and like drawing or something like I, so I was, the goal was to have it, um, for like June, um, for this year so that, you know, going into July they could have it. But with this foot, I'm not exactly sure. So we'll see, but it's, eventually I'm going to have it out. <laughs> I think that's such a great idea. And I actually think it's, it's one of those things that would be so much more valuable than a lot of the other stuff we get taught. Right. Yeah. Like I, I try my best to give my, like my interns a bit of an orientation. I'm like, okay, go actually like talk to your nurse and know what their name is. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. and like talk to them about the plan and keep them in the loop. Right. Like this, yeah. these like really small things, because otherwise I, I just learned and I still there's still things I know that are probably super annoying that I do. Right. Like I'm sure um, I, I have like a few people on like my different floors who I, I think will feel confident enough to just tell me like, hey, sure. We like, can you not? <laughs> um, um, but like I just learned over time. Right. Like what is irritating and what isn't and like what yeah. is helpful, et cetera, um, to yeah. already have in. But yeah, like things, I mean, I'm wondering whether would it have to be institution specific or do you think there, there's a lot of general stuff? There's a lot of very general stuff. I think that a lot of nurses, um, like you're saying, like you guys get a lot of orientation, but there's very simple stuff like potassium is another example, like depending mm-hmm. on the patient, um, a PO order for potassium can be very difficult or the reverse right. is the IV can be very difficult depending right. on the patient's access. Right. Exactly. So like, that that can be kind of you know like can we just have like these little rules you know um but then the the risk for me is always like you know I know how much you guys go through and I know how much you're learning and how overwhelming I can't imagine how much how overwhelming intern year is so then to be like okay and now worry about this too you know like I it's like I actually don't don't think that would be that worrisome I like that's the thing I think it's actually helpful Right. right. Because we, right. we get no access to that. And I like a lot of what we like, like intern years learning on the job, right? Like right. you have all of this medical knowledge. And that's what I was saying. Like, I feel like medical students probably wouldn't even appreciate swapping yeah. as much because I remember when I was a medical student, I didn't even appreciate how hard residency was going to be. Right, right. Right. Like I was like, oh yeah, whatever I present. And then like, everything's good. Right. <laughs> um, and then I got, became a resident. I was like, oh, <laughs> ooh, um, right. so it's harder than it looked. Um, and I think that, um, it's part of this hidden curriculum anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a big part of the beginning of intern year is learning what to order when and how. Right. So if there was a guide that was like, Hey, like, this is how much access this person has. This is how quickly we can run this. Right. 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 Um, like right. maybe instead of this, consider this or like, exactly as you're saying like potassium right like mm-hmm. maybe don't order the cater for the patient right. who, like, yeah yeah like, can't swallow who has right? nausea you know? yeah <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> exactly yeah um so so all of that or like okay like how do you so like like um like what is a piggyback right right I had right. no idea what a piggyback was when I started. Right. I was like, do what? Like someone was like, can you order this as a piggyback? I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, what is that? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that, so that's kind of unfair. Like I, I was talking to Dan about it once mm-hmm. and um, he said, I, I said, you know, oh, I had to hang, it, the patient had like, 
so many antibiotics. I think they were they were basically on round the clock antibiotics. It was like Q two right. hours, Q four hours, Q six hours. Oh, it was geez. just like on and on and on. Like it was Non-stop. crazy. Nonstop. And I and I, you know, I came home and I was like, oh my God, I'm just it's it was crazy because of this stu- one stupid thing. I just had to keep hanging, hanging, hanging. And he was right. like, you know, I don't know how to do that. Like I don't know how to hang that tubing. And I was like, it's it's a very simple thing. And like, why not? You know, like, and I know that's not your job. I know I wouldn't expect my doctor to come in and hang my piggybacks for me. But just to be like, hey, this is how this works. This is how this connects. This is how you turn the pump on. This is how you silence the pump. I've been in codes where you oh got my God. Yes. 30 please, pumps please going somebody up. Teach me how to silence a pump. I, mean, like, I just I just hit the silence button and I'm like, okay, by the way, this is beeping, buddy. <laughs> basic stuff like because then I feel like it gets to a certain point where they feel embarrassed to ask and then it's like well that's Mm. not fair either then I feel kind of bad because um there's been times where I've asked somebody can you just like go up on the level like a little bit or something and they don't know how to do it and it's like I can tell it like makes them feel a certain way and I'm like I'm not judging you like somebody should have taught you this like right right no actually yeah no I I completely agree. And it, w- it wouldn't even take that long, right? Like, right. Because uh, I know different institutions, for example, are like my institution, this is not about tubing, it's about vents, right? Mm-hmm. My institution, like the residents like get taught a lot about how to titrate vents. Mm-hmm. And other institutions, they have no idea, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it means that if something bad is happening to a patient, like, like you have to call RT, RT has to get there. Right. And then like, you know what I mean? Like, and there's it's right. things like that, like where like sometimes patients are crashing and like, it's just me and you in a room right, right. like yeah. and we're waiting for support and I'm yeah. useless <laughs> yeah I mean that's kind of crazy yeah it's good that they're teaching you we it, um at least in my ICU the nurses can also adjust it too I mean I treat the vents I can yeah there are certain things I'm allowed to change on my own and then there's certain things I have to like you know obviously ask I'm not gonna go blow somebody's lungs out but um right. but like if you know I can I can do certain things like you know the peep and the tidal volume and stuff um but like yeah that should be that should be taught like if you're just sitting there like twiddling your thumbs like waiting for someone to rescue you (laughs) right no exactly and I think that like I think if we did a little bit more of that right like Mm -hmm. um it could help ease some of the I suppose is is tension the right word right yes yeah I guess you know and I think like it's just like like I I also think that there's an element because there's this thing like medicine is so hierarchical. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know as much about nurse hierarchy. Yeah. Because I, I only see it like I, I'm like, okay, there's nurse managers, there's like a charge nurse. Like I, I'm mm-hmm. putting it together, I put it together a little bit. Like I'm like, charge, like is an yeah. assignment kind of. Yeah. And, it sounds and like, like, like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's always um, bad. The assignment's always bad. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Every day, no matter where <laughs> exactly. you are. Yeah. Right. Um, exactly. That's the rule. <laughs> yeah. But the, it, it is like that too. I mean, like a new nurse, you know, I mean, culture is changing, but by and large, nursing is still like when you're new, especially as a, like a first year, you really get dumped on by everybody. Mm. Like really, I've worked at places where they made the new grads feel really, really bad for not mm. knowing things. And like, um, 
obviously you have to float first. You have to go to a different mm. floor if they're overstaffed. If you're the new the newer nurse on that floor, you have to go. Once you reach a certain seniority, you don't have to float anymore in a lot of places. The vacation time, for example, it's all by mm. seniority. So like if you're oh. less than five years, you're taking all your vacation in February for years. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's even for me, I've been a nurse for 13 years and I've been at uh-huh. this hospital for not that long like maybe three years four years Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I never would even think that I would ever get June July August like that's never gonna happen yeah wait what yeah it's very like seniority everything is by seniority um so yeah I think it does come back to like med students interns new nurses like these are the people who are really feeling like they have no control they have no power and so they you know white knuckle these like uh, i'm a doctor or i'm you know i'm this or whatever they they really hold on to these ideas because i i feel like they don't feel respected in general you know right right i 100 percent agree right and like they're not being respected in general right 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 Right. (laughs) um and because because that's wild to have five years where you can only take vacation in February. How much yeah. vacation do you guys get? Just out of curiosity. So I, I I'm lucky because I'm part of a union. So I get four weeks baseline. And then I think after five years, okay. I start to get like one week at you know, one week at five years and then another week at seven years or, you know, like something like that. There's like an allotted. So I think I get five weeks now just because I was in the union at a different place. Um, but yeah, but I took over because it's the same hospital system and it's the same union. Yeah. That's the only reason. So I got lucky. Yeah. I got very lucky. Okay. But yeah, they, yeah. So I took two weeks in January and I, yeah. (laughs) And then I, I, I had two weeks for March and then I was going to try to take like one in like November. That was going to be my vacation for the, and then, and then Peggy happened. Yeah. And then Peggy happened. Yeah. Oh my God. (laughs) Can you believe this? What a stupid, stupid accident. Like so annoying it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay okay. it'll be okay i'm glad you have a tendon kind of like they were able to fix it right they were yeah i think i i like that you said kind of (laughs) you have a tendon kind of right Right. (laughs) yeah so it i completely severed my achilles my fdl Mm -hmm. and my flh FHL. I'm not even going to pretend that I remember. I'm not going to pretend. Don't even worry. Um, But my basically two tendons Mm -hmm. that run medial, you know, on the medial side of my foot um, that I never even knew existed until I severed them. And then the Achilles, those were a hundred percent. And then the um, tibial nerve. Oh my God. I I severed a hundred percent. Yeah. Oh my God. So I can't feel most of my foot right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm so lucky. I'm so, so, so lucky. And, and this is maybe, maybe you should come back and this is like a totally a whole other topic, but, Uh um, I had friends who I knew to call when Mm -hmm. this happened. I had an ortho doctor. I called him and I just explained what happened. And he said, oh, I know this great foot and ankle doctor. And that person hooked me up with this great surgeon. And that person hooked me up with the nerve specialist and and like that on and on. 
Exactly. Because I had connections, I was able to get this like amazing surgeon right. who did me a huge favor. And he's like, he did the first face and hand double transplant. Whoa. Yeah. He's like crazy. He did the hands. He did I, mean, the I, I hands figured, I figured the plastics in the face. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a hand. He's a hand okay. guy, actually, mm -hmm. and then he does nerve repair also. So he did the nerve, and then a foot and ankle guy did the oh tendons my God. for me. It was crazy. but And they and because the nerve guy was not covered by my insurance, and he just did me, like, a huge favor. Like, he significantly discounted his rate, and he just oh, basically wow. did the surgery. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, this was a bad situation, but... I can't complain too much because I know whatever the outcome is, I'm going to have the best possible outcome. So it's going to be okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that you were able to have like access to like the best providers yeah. for, for your case, but Oh my God. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So the next, the next topic for this podcast is what about the patients who were sitting in Elmhurst hospital right. ortho clinic with me before I made that phone call? Right. What kind of care? are they getting and you know uh what do they do because they don't have someone to call like i did All you right. know so that's like a whole nother <laughs> anyway sorry i don't want to bring you down oh, no, okay. no 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 like this is uh, it's, it's, it's important to talk about like it's I, yeah. I think it's just this system just shoes everybody all up and spits them out you know yeah um mm -hmm. and it makes it hard sometimes yeah. like for me to whole, I, I wonder whether you feel the same way, like wholeheartedly, like when someone is like, I want to go into medicine. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I used to be the person mm -hmm. who I would hear someone say, oh, you're a nurse. I, I was thinking about going into nursing, you know, like a bright, bright beautiful person. with Bushy tail. Yeah. Yeah, like I want to help right. people. I used to be like, great, nursing is so great. You'll always have a mm -hmm. job. You can work anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's flexible. If you don't like the specialty, you change it. No problem. Right. Now I'm like, I don't think that's a good idea for yeah. you. I think you you should go into business. <laughs> right, exactly. Do, do anything. anything but yeah. this, you know. Um, and so yeah, no, I I agree. It can sometimes it's and it, it's not because of the the job itself. Like I. Like I'm, I'm still in it because of patients, right? Like, um, I just have to say bye to my clinic patients recently. I, I have like a, only a, a couple others left, like a couple other clinics, half days left, and so I'm starting to see everyone for the last time. And, um, yeah, like, like I, that's why I stick around and do it. I mean, it's, it's also because it's interesting and it's like I like my colleagues. But then the other aspects of it, right? Like I, I've been talking to some of my colleagues about how, like so many of us like developed mental illnesses right? yeah. <laughs> during just through yeah. training. I know that's something that's in common yeah. with like, like the levels of like, like suicide are way too high amongst us. I know like yes. nursing, like I read something recently about like nursing and alcoholism, like, and, like the numbers being yes. crazy. Right. Huge. Yeah. Huge. And I'm like, yeah. this is yeah. like, I, I want, I mean, yes, it's exactly all the things you said, like job security, quote unquote, helping people like, right. But then mm -hmm. it's like, at what cost? 
<laughs> to your cost, you know. At what cost? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why um some of like the old school nurses that really I had a good experience actually. The nurses really tried to take me under their wing. There were a few that tried to chew me up, but by and large, I actually got pretty lucky with the people that were around me. Mm-hmm. But I would see, you know, we're talking about the baby boomer era and they were uh they they had it even worse in some ways if I can right. even imagine that. Right. I would see them. They're outside smoking cigarettes and they mm-hmm. have like Hostess donuts in their hands and you know drinking coffee like until they're shaking and right. it, it's like you're you're taking care of everybody so much you're not taking care of, of yourself. yourself. It's yeah terrible exactly like, just terrible and they exactly. have all yeah. these comorbidities you know diabetes hypertension i mean nurses are are not healthy right you know? <laughs> right because how can you be kind of getting back to like what the crux of this problem is right because i mean I, I know i said before it's ego and that was like not necessarily um being very gracious but i think like it's it goes a little bit deeper than that right like the, the, the it's like what you said is that a lot of us especially like young people just don't feel like we have anything else to grab onto right so we grab onto this you Mm -hmm, know mm -hmm. um and we we like and that we like instead like focus on like the outrage right because it's like and defending like our like our flag right like why did this particular thing Mm -hmm. mean so much right and it's it's actually like a reason like that Mm -hmm. instead of us talking about i don't know like where like places we can donate right to like actually help our communities like you know what i mean like like other things that have actual tangible mm-hmm. efforts i just found mm-hmm. that in general it's easier for us to get angry you know and to to like get angry at each right. other like and yeah um i've actually like i've been recently backing off of twitter a little bit more because i realized that i was doing that to me too like i was just like like i just get mm-hmm. upset and why like it's almost like i'm trying to redirect some feelings towards you know like yeah yeah and it's not productive at least for me it's not productive no i mean i feel the same way definitely i i've done i've been there too and it's easier Mm -hmm. in a way to express your feelings and your anger Mm -hmm. that way than to say organize a union right (laughs) which is what should be done i mean it's easier to write an angry comment than to take on this massive problem. Exactly. Like my thing is I, I kind of understand why residents are reticent to do it um, because there's just so much to lose if you get in trouble. Right. Um, like you, it's very difficult to get into a new residency. Like it's almost like a union is almost like a four letter word. Right. Um, I just wish that like, I just wish that at the attending level it was better because I've realized something, and this is maybe potentially a little bit um, off topic, is which is that like I look at my attendings, and I, I, you know, we all assume that things will quote unquote get better once we are done with residency or done with training, and I feel a lot of ways that they're also stifled, right? They also feel stifled and powerless, and I am like, hmm, don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> right um and so i i always wonder whether like like because now especially because we're moving to like it used back in the day like i'm thinking I, you posted about this like the history of nursing of hospitals about how it used to be mostly nurses and i, I learned a lot from that story like um uh, who right. were the like staffing at hospitals and physicians were more going into homes right um and i think that that has like yes. of course there's that yes. slow transition over like the last century 
right? Mm-hmm. Um, where mm-hmm. and now, like right. most physicians are employed at hospitals, right? Um, and I think with that transition, like we just haven't because we're now we're we're no longer kind of our own private entities, like like we're now employed, right? Um, and we haven't figured out how to. And only some of us are employed, mm-hmm. like, or most of us are employed, but the some of us who aren't, who maybe, like, came into um, their, I guess, professional peaks at a time when it was, like, very profitable to have your own practice, right? Like, really pulled mm-hmm. out a lot of the protections for everybody else kind of below them or coming after them. And it's left us an environment that where nobody's, nobody seems happy. Right. And that, so that is the yeah. thing that I want to see is right. like, I'm like, yo, like if we're all going to be employed, like we need to unionize, like we need to stop taking bad contracts that we can't get out of that, like treat us like, you know what I mean? And like, I think if we did all of that, these are all the things that like, I think we should be doing instead um, so that we can stop. So we don't have to mm-hmm. latch onto provider right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so we have something else. So we don't, we don't compete against each other for things that don't actually right. matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. I, I just heard one of my friends was telling me about a friend of theirs actually in Virginia. He's a hospitalist in Virginia. He was getting paid $400,000 in Virginia as a hospitalist. Very good money. Very, very good money. He quit the job and went back to fellowship and is making 60 K a year now because he just couldn't do it. He said the environment was so toxic. He was miserable. He couldn't care for patients. He could, he didn't even have time to speak to his patients. And he was just like, I'm done. And he went back to fellowship. Like that's how bad these situations are that you're willing to give up that kind of money. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but I can see it like, because I mean, I can, I can moonlight now. Like, it's actually a thing that happens that's really funny at my institution is our MICU is, is a disaster, right? Yeah. And there's, like, moonlighting opportunities that are offered like that pay pretty much what is, like, the equivalent to, like, a paycheck for, like, one night, right? Nobody takes it. No one takes it. No one takes it. See? They always have a struggle, tr- struggle filling it because it's like not yeah. worth like it's not, it's worth, not it. worth it. No, it's not it's worth not. it. That's the same. So the nurses here, I was part of actually, I'm getting to a point where I can start talking about stuff more. So I was, I was working with my union because they were begging us to do overtime in a way that you knew if you didn't agree that you were leaving somebody to have four to five critical care patients you knew you were leaving Mm -hmm. your friends with like just the worst most unsafe situation so people were picking up overtime and they were getting paid just the overtime Mm -hmm. that we get which is usually time and a half traditionally okay um and and for me that's not worth it like because you you also know when you're gonna sign up for that kind of shift the staffing is still gonna be bad like you're still gonna have three patients probably right Right, right. that are vented and paralyzed so um so we you know argued with mount sinai and we made this um they went back and forth they said oh we'll give you an extra 125 dollars and everyone was like no No, that's not worth the the mental not worth it mental distress so like you're 
you're saying, like, they went up to, like, I think it's 250 now, which is a lot. Like, if you think about it, we get the time and a half. Plus. plus you get, you know, the extra 250 bonus. If you do one of those a week, right. I mean, you'd make a lot of money, right? Right. There's still tons of people that are like, not worth it. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Yeah. I, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Because the mental <laughs> distresses alone, right? <laughs> like, it's too much. It's too yeah. much. It's too much. Like this is yeah. what this is like all kind of coming down to, right? Like it's like is that the yeah? Like someone's walking away from four hundred thousand dollars. Like, like I I know myself, right? That like everyone's like, oh, cars makes a lot of money, and I'm like, yes, cardiologists make a lot of money, but I don't. I'm not willing to do the kind of work that will make me like fabulously wealthy. Right. Right. Like that's not, you know what I mean? Like you're interested in cardiology. You love your patients. You know, that's right. And you should get paid for your time and for your work. You deserve that. Right. Of course. But it's, it is also like, like I also like will be picking me as much as possible. Right. Like, because like, I know like that my, it's not worth it to, to put myself through hell right yeah for the page like, there's like there's like some graph that is like where's where does the cost benefit kind of definitely the idea of like a billable provider the idea where the word provider comes from a lot of people have said that that comes from the insurance company and like you said a cog on the wheel um and i think that's where a lot of people don't they don't want to I, I wouldn't call it power they don't want to they don't want to give up that term because it feels like they're just being kind of put in a pool uh, that the insurance company has created instead of like caring for patients and, you know, their identity is being stripped away maybe is how they feel. Um, Right. And then I did, I did some research about this, this term where I I heard the same thing as you um, that some of this was Mm anti-Semitic. So I just want to, just as a preface, I'm not Jewish. I can't speak on these issues. I don't know enough about it. I just want to give the facts that I found about it. Um, so in the in the 30s, uh, Jewish physicians, mm-hmm. and it started with women pediatricians, which was interesting that that's where they started, right? Um, mm-hmm, they were of stripped of their title, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. They were stripped of their title, um, mm-hmm. which is a German word for doctor arts. Um, and then they were, it was moved to a term called behandler, which you could equate that to the term provider, right? It's, it's a similar idea. Um, so the, the, where I saw this idea put out there was by this doctor, uh, Negreen L. Gaba. Mm -hmm. Uh, she, she's a doctor. She is affiliated with the PPP, uh, physicians protecting patients, which is like we mentioned, a lobbyist, uh, organization. Mm -hmm. Um, the title of her article that I read was, if you call me provider, I'm going to assume you're a Nazi, which I think is a bold thing to say. Ooh, that's Um, a hot take right there. Yeah. Especially for (laughs) when, I mean, whether you agree with it or not, a lot of the hospital systems are encouraging nursing to call, you know, anybody who gives you an order, a provider, right? Mm -hmm. So to say that that equates you to a Nazi is a really, really bold thing. Right. So to me, the, she seemed to be on this spectrum of like these more radical doctors who are advocating for NPs and PAs to just kind of go away in general. Mm -hmm. They don't want them at all. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, 
I, I've read a lot about these doctors. I've read a lot of the things that they've wrote. I've read a lot of the things on their websites. To me, what it boils down to, if you go to their website and you really read it mm-hmm. um, with like an open heart and try not to feel attacked, right? right? It really just feels to me like they feel like their power is slipping away. Like they're being, things are being taken from them mm-hmm. that they used to feel like they had some control over their profession and now they don't. Um, and, and so again, even when I see this crazy, these crazy ideas and this crazy stuff where they're like, just get rid of all of the programs, the NP programs in all of America. And it's like, okay, well that's not going to happen realistically. Um, but like, I, I think it still boils down to the same thing is like, if, if they felt protected, Mm -hmm. they probably wouldn't take the time to write all of this stuff. Right. right? Exactly. (laughs) I I completely agree. Exactly. If they felt, if they felt protected, like then why? But what this boils down to is that they don't feel protected. They feel like in some way left behind. Right. Definitely. Um, and so, um, and that's, doesn't make it okay. You know, I think Mm -hmm. it, it just, it just goes to show that it's like, I think it's a symptom of a larger problem. Right. Right. Um, right. And that, yeah. like, if we get, give give the doctors weekends and this will probably go away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just let them be able to pee and have a lunch break once in a while. And maybe right, we don't have to deal exactly. with all this. Then we don't have to deal with yeah. this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same for nursing. It's exactly the same for us, right. too. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to ask you a question. Go so... <laughs> How do you feel? So, and I don't want to call anybody out because I have a lot of personal friends that took this take. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to make anybody feel bad. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about this idea of we have more important things to worry about? Why are we worrying about this? I saw some people got attacked for saying that online. Um, What do you, what do you, can, can we hold more than one emotion at a time? I mean, what do you think? I said that <laughs> and people got mad at me. <laughs> I agree that you could hold more than one opinion at a time. Right. Okay. But I also think that we pick and choose which opinions we decide to get really invested in. And this is the uh-huh. one, this is one of the ones that I think goes nowhere that we get really invested in. Right. People are like, mm-hmm. Oh, why can't we advocate for both of these at once? I'm like, but we're not doing that. Right. Like I have a, fairly robust not like huge but like a robust enough twitter following and i like made this like suggestion i was like hey guys what if every time that like we have a mindless twitter debate we just like donate to an organization right as yeah, in instead, mass, instead yeah. right like yeah like, nothing we got no, nobody crickets yeah. like nobody was really like that into that right like yeah like and so like you so like it's that and i, I kind of knew that was going to happen i was like this isn't mm-hmm. gonna this isn't as sexy as being angry right right you know so right. yes the answer yeah. to that is yes we can care about multiple things at once but do we yeah yeah that's very true i i really agree with you um i have done similar things mm-hmm. i have said like i, I okay today mm-hmm. last night i posted something i kept seeing because depending on whose page you're on too mm-hmm. you're gonna see nastiness from different people right uh you know if you're on a nurse's page it's like all this nastiness at the doctors you're on a doctor's page it's all this nastiness towards a nurse you know right um and and i kept seeing this repeated thing about these nps who have zero bedside experience it's used over and over and over but very to few like say, nps have had zero bedside experience and like every nurse exactly. i've spoken to an actual 
Ality has been like, that's a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we all agree. It's not a good idea. And like, I don't know that many people who have. And then I even said in my post, like, I don't want to open up this conversation. Right. And I got hundreds of replies just swarming me about, well, I know somebody who did it and blah, blah, blah. And, and I just post, I said, like, similar to what you posted, please don't send me this stuff. Please don't send me this stuff because... After the last time we did the NPMD thing, Mm -hmm. my next conversation was, now what can we do to bridge this? How can we fix this? Let's brainstorm for productive solutions. Nothing. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nope. Nothing. So to me, it was like, I'm not going to continue. We're not going to further these if you're not interested in the solution part two. Right. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Because now we're just outraged, you know, and like, that's not what I'm. So I I also just wanted to point out um, for the nursing community and and I feel one of these days the nursing community is definitely going to attack me. Um, I feel like I can feel it coming. Uh, um, (laughs) (laughs) But I, I really do feel like the need to point out that like when the APPs were said, when when the PAs were set, said, oh, we don't want to be called physician's assistant with an apostrophe, right? Mm-hmm. We went, okay, we'll call you physician assistant, you mm-hmm. know, and I think there's actually another movement they're going to take assistant out of it or something. Okay, okay. like I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. Um, NPs, you know, they said, oh, we don't want to be called mid-level. Yeah, okay, I heard that, fine. yeah. APP, that's fine. Okay, so so when now, but when a doctor says, oh, I prefer to be called my title or, or clinician, which I think is a very fair thing to ask for, clinician versus provider, um, why can't we just say, okay, <laughs> like, okay, if that's what you want, who cares? That was like the other point. I like the, the side of the other side of this whole thing is just like, just call people what they want to be called. Yeah. Right. I don't think it's the worst. Someone someone asked me who's like a pharmacist who were like, oh, like, but what if I want to be called doctor? And I was like, honestly, like, I'm not that hurt about that. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. You have a doctorate. Like, you know, I mean, the the thing is, like, in the hospital, it's a little confusing for patients. Right. Like the patients are going to now going to be asking you about their like medical plan because they don't know what a farm D like, yeah, exactly for like colloquially, this is what it means. Right. Right. Um, Especially in that setting. In that setting. Exactly. Right. Like the same way, like if you have a PhD, you're like when Mm -hmm. I'm in a college, when I'm in my classes or like in college settings, someone with a PhD is doctor. Right. Right. And when I'm in the hospital, they usually aren't, you know. Right. So. Well, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's a similar thing with like, we have a lot of NPs who have doctorates, DNP. Right. Um, and I think outside, like if you're teaching or whatever, and you want to be called a doctor, that's completely appropriate. You have a doctorate, but it, like you're saying, if you're seeing patients, right. And you're right. going by doctor and you don't have a medical doctorate, that's confusing. It's confusing. Right. Like, yeah. and so that that is exactly how I feel. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm like I'm I'm also the other side of all of this is just call people what they want to be called. What they want, right? Because at the end of the day, yeah. like this guy who tweeted the thing, right? If he was like, "Hey, can you just call me an anesthesiologist?" Right? Like, right. then I feel like it doesn't really hurt anyone to just be like, "Okay." <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah. of course, there's we're missing the part where it's like, then you tweet about it and then like nobody, you don't have receipts and then there's all this whole mess, right? Exactly. You know? like, but, but like, yeah. let's say that it was all earnest and it hadn't shown up on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. then, yeah, then if that, that was it, then I'd be like, you know what? Some people like 
like some people's names are Michael and they want to be called Mike. (laughs) Right. Right. And that's up to them. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's whatever you want. Um, yeah. And that was another thing that a lot of people said is like, well, show us the tweet and the person wouldn't Zach Jones MD wouldn't show it. So that it also goes a little, I mean, I don't want to, I hate getting into like, accuse people and do all, cause that's not the point of what we're trying to do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if you make, you're the one who put it out there and Mm -hmm. you're the one who's publicizing it, then Mm -hmm. like you should be completely upfront with all of the information too. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you for coming back. This is so it's always such a pleasure to talk to you. I love talking to you. Anytime that you're you're just like, I wanna talk about something, please just text me, whatever. (laughs) We'll anytime. Yes, (laughs) no, for sure. I will, I will. And I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like ultra free at some point. And so um I will a hundred percent hit you up with the discussion. Definitely. You could be like a regular. I would love that, seriously. (laughs) That would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, girl. Have a good day. You I'll see you too. soon. Have, have fun with your patience. Good luck. Oh, my God. I'm Thank rooting you. for you so hard. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. We're going to tear this fucking thing yes, down. Yes, we are. Like, yes, we are. Yeah. New generation. Just <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just pull it down pull it and down. restart. We'll start, we'll start throw the whole thing away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All, right. All right. Have a good day. Bye, Abby. You too. All right. Bye. Bye.